0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Wrestling Versus the World podcast. If y'all enjoying your day, sweet, if not, what the hell ever, episode 156 it is a requested episode, and it's time to talk about the tag team of Billy and Chuck, Billy Gunn and Chuck Palumbo, something that I touched on slightly when I covered the different characters slash gimmicks that Billy Gunn went under during his initial WWE run. So we gotta start off from the beginning. Prior to the conclusion of the invasion storyline in 2001, Chuck Palumbo would be kicked out of the Alliance and joined the team of the WWF. Things started forming together on the November 4, 2001 edition of Sunday Night Heat, where after Chuck Palumbo successfully defeated Raven in a singles match, Chuck would be the victim of a two-on-one beatdown by both Raven and Just Incredible until Billy Gunn ran in for the save. And when then they would start to form their tag team together and would not have a televised. Tag Team loss until the December 9, 2001 edition of Heat, which preceded Vengeance, where they lost to the APA. Now, they weren't going through the whole homosexual vibes just yet, so trying to make that clear. But on the December 24, 2001 episode of Raw, Christmas Eve, Billy and Chuck, where now the former, Chuck Malumbo having his hair dyed bleach blonde, would give each other gifts that would turn out to be their names on their headbands that they would wear for their entrances for their team, so Billy having... Billy for his headband, and Chuck having Chuck for his. The team later on that night would also go on to defeat the APA in a tag team match after Chuck tripped up Bar- at tripped up Bradshaw during a followway slam attempt on Billy and holding his legs down for the pin from the outside of the ring. Now, a fun note can be found on the January 7, 2002 episode of Raw, where Billy says that himself and Chuck should be in a wet t-shirt contest rather than Terry and Trish due to their physiques. So, it was around late December, early January, when they started to really be heels and everything, because they weren't a heel tag team right off the bat. took a little bit of time. And then before Billy could convince Chuck to, quote-unquote, pull out his hose, they got interrupted by Albert and Scotty Tohati, back when they were a tag team, and who they'd beat under in under four minutes. The following week, on the January 14, 2002 episode of Raw, Billy Gunn would cut a promo where he blames Hurricane as to why they had to cancel a double date with two hot chicks after heat the night prior, so once again... The team wasn't really giving those homosexual vibes yet. They were still insinuating that they were still straight and talking about hooking up with women. Now, the following week on at the Royal Rumble preview, Billy would enter the Royal Rumble match number 7 and would last about three and a half minutes with getting only one elimination, being Bradshaw, before then being eliminated by The Undertaker. Later on in the match, Chuck went into the match in number 15 It would last 9 minutes with 2 eliminations, those eliminations being The Godfather and Albert, before it been being eliminated by Stone Cold Steve Austin. The following night on Raw, both men would have a sneak attack on Kane and would later beat both Kane and Big Show in a tag team match in about a minute and a half. Quite the shocking set of circumstances there. The following week, January 28, 2002 episode of Raw. It's where it all happens, because Jazz would overhear a noise in the locker room that sounded like sex going on involving Billy Gunn, and open the door to find Chuck helping Billy stretch to warm up for their match together, as the three of them would be going against the APA and Trish Stratus later on. So this is where everything started to go. So, the team would also start sport uh, the following week on Raw, February 4, 2002, but the tag team would actually spread a prototype to their own tag team calendar to the Divas, being like Molly Holly and Trish, and, or maybe not Trish, but Jazz and Tori and all them. And that was when Stacy and Tori challenged him saying, hey, this week on SmackDown, we should have some kind of pose down and let the fans decide who's got the better physique. So it was on. But before then, that night on Raw, February 4th, Billy and Chuck would fail to win a triple threat tag team elimination match against the APA and Spike and Taz for the latter's tag team championships. But three days later, February seven, we get the pose down going on, for Billy and Chuck compared to Tori Wilson and Stacy Keebler, and Tori would get joy like laughing and being surprised by everything that she saw the men doing, while Stacey had looks of disgust. Have you never seen men posing together before? Well the next week, Valentine's Day episode of SmackDown, we get another big change, cause Billy and Chuck would defeat the APA in a tag team match, and this was the night where they would debut their brand new entrance theme which you would hear later on be recycled and used for Santina Marella. Morella. So, how lovely there, Valentine's Day. And before the tag match, Billy said he truly cares about Chuck when they are backstage exchanging chocolate gifts for each other, saying, I care about you as a tag team partner. So kind of giving, trying to lay off those insinuations a slight bit. Then at No Way Out, the TA team would fail to win the tag team turmoil against other tag teams for a number one contendership for the tag team titles, But that same week on SmackDown, February 21, 2002, Billy and Chuck would defeat Spike, Dudley, and Taz to become the tag team champions for the very first time. You skip forward a little bit to WrestleMania 18, and the tag team Billy and Chuck would successfully retain their tag team championships in a fatal four-way tag team elimination match against the Dudley Boys, Hardy Boys, and the APA. Then they get another addition... Now we got SmackDown, March 21, 2002. Rico would debut as the, with the team as their stylist. And a bit of a fun fact that I never knew for this one night only, they sported a black and red color scheme there where they had black attire and even their headbands were black with red lettering. And of course, this would be short-lived because Rico's like, oh, those outfits gotta go. Well, then after this, the draft would end up happening in WWE and Rico and would go along with Bill and Chuck as they in the fifth round of the draft, they would get drafted over to SmackDown. So, of course, Rico, like I said, joined them. Managerial role makes sense. Fast forward a slight bit to Backlash. Billing Chuck would def- successfully retain their tag team championships against Al Snow and Maven. Then a bit of a downfall happens. At Judgment Day, Rico would be forced to team with Rikishi as his mystery partner and would successfully defeat Billing Chuck to win the WWF, now becoming WWE, tag team championships. But this towering would end up being very short lived because. A little over a week and a half later on the June 6, 2002 episode of SmackDown, Billy and Chuck would defeat Rico and Rikishi in a tag team elimination match to regain the tag team championships after Rico turned on his tag team partner Rikishi, so this would start the second and final tag team title run for Billy and Chuck. and This reign unfortunately would last a little under a month as they would lose the tag team championships to Edge and Hollywood Hulk Hogan on the July 4, 2002 episode of SmackDown. Well, following their tag team loss, the team would flounder on both SmackDown and Velocity without any real direction. They would have wins and everything, but no direction on what they were going on. And things would take a huge shift on the September 5th, 2002 episode of SmackDown, where after Billy failed to defeat Rey Mysterio in a one-on-one match, it seemed like the team was done and walking away until Rico smoothed things over and told Chuck to get in the ring and ask Billy something. He says he, wants you to to- he actually told Chuck to reach down deep into his tights and pull out the love and right there you can see on camera Chuck shoving his hand down his tights but he pulls out a box and has a ring in it gets down on one knee and he says Billy you've been my tag team partner for a while and now I want you to be my partner for life and of course Billy said yes now they mixed up how they tried to play this off as to what we would be getting on the following week on Smackdown they said like a commitment ceremony but on seashells before this happened They advertise it as a wedding. So take that as what you will. Now, I covered this segment a little bit in the Godfather 2002 run, but the following week on SmackDown, September 12, 2002, would be the commitment slash wedding ceremony for Billy and Chuck, which would end up going completely nowhere because the team would denounce their homosexual relationship as a publicity stunt, which would also, like, something that I was so glad to see, that the crowd gave a standing ovation to the team when they announced that they had nothing against gay people, Absolutely great, especially seeing that back in 2002 when things weren't as progressive as what you see nowadays. We're still not there all the way with like with people trying to accept the community, but to see that reaction way back in 2002, I love that. Great to see that acceptance there. Now, this would then lead to the priest of the ceremony removing his disguise to reveal himself as Eric Bischoff, and three-minute warning would interfere to attack Stephanie, Billy, and Chuck. As a result of all this and the beatdowns, Billy and Chuck would turn babyface without their homosexual tag team gimmick anymore, and Rico would align himself with 3-Minute Warning while also jumping ship over to RAW. Well, then you get to the big tag team match. At Unforgiven, Billy and Chuck would def- would fail to defeat Jamal and Rosie of 3-Minute Warning. If Billy and Chuck had won, then Eric Bischoff would be forced to kiss Stephanie, McMahon- Stephanie McMahon's ass, but since Billy and Chuck lost, Stephanie would be forced into an HLA act Which would later end up happening with Rikishi, who was in drag as part of a trap disguise, go against Eric Bischoff. Unfortunately, the team would not last much longer for Billy and Chuck, as their final tag team match together would happen on the October 3rd, 2002 episode of SmackDown, where they would lose to Ron Simmons and Reverend Devon in the first round of the WWE Tag Team Championship Tournament. And during the match, Billy Gunn would suffer a shoulder injury, making him disappear from television, and the team would never team up ever again, because Chuck would then, fo- like, Billy would be focusing on recovery, and when he came back, he would revert back to his Mr. Ass gimmick, in the meantime, Chuck Palumbo would be more into singles competition before then joining the full-blooded Italians and dyeing his hair black again. So, this overall tag team run, I actually like it. I mean, Bill and Chuck, like, you don't see a whole lot of, like, homosexual-esque characters around this time. I know there were some instances as time went along, like, you saw stuff with that like insinuations like with Goldust and Adrian Adonis I think there was um oh who's the other one I was just thinking of course George and I know Rico would kind of bring up some of those elements as well when he started going out on his own and having Miss Jackie and Chelly Haas by his side but you never really see this kind of gimmick all that often in terms of like homosexual tendencies to try to give a representation for the lgbtqia community and i know glad wasn't happy about this whole thing being revealed as a publicity stunt because they're proud that the wwe was putting this stuff at the forefront and giving a spotlight and i know there are also members of the lgbtqia community that are within the wrestling business and to anybody who's out there you have my full-blooded support and hope like it would be great if they tried some kind of positive like representation going forward. I mean, I know you've had some wrestlers that they didn't bring that part out to the forefront, but you know you had homosexual wrestlers that were there. They were getting support, like Darren Young. He came out in TMZ, he got the positive support by everybody backstage, which was amazing. I think the only real like out wrestler you see who's actually homosexual in real life that has that out front there is uh I think his name is like Anthony Anthony Ballins, I Forgive me if I'm wrong on his name. I don't watch AEW all that much. I did see the segment where he talked about like talked about his sexuality on an AEW broadcast. And that was an amazing thing to see, too, especially with the crowd reaction. Like, overwhelmingly positive. Love that. But, I mean, I did like this tag team run for Billy and Chuck. Because they had to slowly progress. They weren't going to just outright be heels who wanted each other and having Rico and everything. You had to go step by step. And I think it turned out well. And if you have a problem with the, with the homosexual stuff, well... That's on you. All right. So, anyway, let me know in the comment section below what did you all think of the tag team run for Billy and Chuck that they had from November 2001 up until October 2002? Did you like it or not? Let me know in the comment section below. If you enjoyed today's episode of Podcast, folks, please remember to leave a like, subscribe to the bell, turn on if you're listening to this on YouTube, or follow if you're listening to this podcast on any other service that this podcast is available on. And I'll catch you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out. And good day, everybody.